Can we thank him for his goodness? Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We serve a good God. And his mercy and his goodness are running after us. The psalmist said, surely your goodness and your mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And they follow us. No matter where we go, his goodness and his mercy follow us. Unfortunately, it doesn't say your mercy and your goodness go before me. Just that they follow me. They don't always go before me. There's been a time or two in my life I've expected His goodness and His mercy to be in front of me. And sometimes I've been disappointed. But I've never had one day that His goodness and His mercy didn't follow me where I was. I had to get there. And then his mercy and his grace and his goodness were right behind me. Wasn't a long way off. They're following right on our heels. They're running after us wherever we go. And if we're not careful, the devil will use that as a detriment to us. We're not careful if we're looking for it the opposite way, the devil will use that against us. That's what I want to talk about tonight. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord. Twelve months ago, I couldn't be. Twelve months ago, I was in my second week of quarantine. I couldn't be in the house of the Lord. I could just, at this time on a Wednesday night, just pray and ask for the Lord to bless this time that y'all were here. So I'm thankful that twelve months later, I'm able to be in the house of the Lord again. And I'm thankful that it's Thanksgiving. This is a holiday that the world would like to kind of forget. Nothing drives my kids crazier than the fact that we were in Branson just a few weeks ago. It wasn't even Halloween yet. That was coming the Saturday later and they already had Christmas stuff out. My oldest is like, what about Thanksgiving? I see pumpkins and trees. There's no nothing about Thanksgiving. But I am thankful that we have a lot to be thankful for. 1 Corinthians 10, the Apostle Paul writes and says, there, is, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation 
also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. There's not one thing can happen to you that hasn't happened to somebody else and won't happen to somebody else after you. But our God is faithful. In the midst of life, our God is faithful. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. How many knows life happens? Life happens. That, that sounds so dumb to say that. Life happens. Well, duh. Life happens. But life happens. There's a saying we use in the upper level um, on occasion as the students get older and they get into harder work and they get into more difficult work and they get into higher grades. Adulting is hard. Adulting is hard. I thought it was hard when I was a teenager. I didn't know how good I had it. I'm looking back. I tell these teenagers, I'm like, enjoy this. Enjoy this time of your life. I'm like, you've got it so good. Adulting is hard. Bills are hard. Kids are hard. Family's hard. Life is not easy. And I know that what I'm, when I'm saying all of that, I know I'm talking to the adult class, so all of you are like, well, yeah, we know that. But here's the thing. I'm not a firm believer in everything is God or everything's the devil. I believe that some things that happen to us are the devil. There are some things the devil does to us directly and it's from him. And I believe that there are some things that happen in our lives that are God. But I really believe that the majority of what happens to us is just life. It's just the daily grind, the daily living. I don't believe that everything negative that happens in our life comes from the devil. Although I do believe that the devil can try to use that against us. He will try to talk to us and convince us of things that are not true. He's wonderful like that. We serve, we, we, we serve a great God, but I want to tell you something. We fight a good devil. He's good at what he does. Because, I'll be honest, I've dealt with people that they, they just lie. And it's just absurd lies nothing will back it up I've talked with people before and it took me about two minutes of talking to them and I'm like okay I'm just going to everything you say I'm going to flip it on its head if I want to get any truth out of this because what you're telling me is so outlandish 
it, there's no way it can be true. But then I've also dealt with people that they don't tell the whole lie. But they'll take the truth and twist it until it's screaming for mercy. And it's plausible. And you've got to really listen to them to tease out, no, no, you're, you're, you're twisting things on me. The devil we fight, that's what he does. The best. The first time he dealt with humanity. He didn't completely tell a lie. He just kind of took God's words and kind of twisted them in his favor. Hey, did God tell you you can't eat from any tree? Oh, well, no, no. He, he just doesn't want you to eat from that one tree because he's hiding something from you that you really... He doesn't want the best for you. The first lie ever told to humanity was, God doesn't want the best for you. He's keeping something from you because he knows if you get it, you'll like it. And that hasn't changed to this very day. It's a lie he's told generations of generations of people is, God is trying to keep something from you. He just doesn't want the absolute best for you. You know, he's stringing you along. The lie hasn't changed. Perhaps it's gone more nuanced, but it hasn't changed. And to this day, that's what the devil will do to us. When something bad happens in our lives, that's the first thing he does is he gets in our ears because that's about all he can do. And he just starts talking smack. Well, I thought God said this. I thought you read that. I thought while you were praying, you, you, you felt impressed. You, you read that verse in, in the Bible. You, you Casting doubts on what God said. Casting doubts on God's ability to care for us. Or his willingness sometimes. Because it's a slope from God's ability to do this to God's willingness. That, that's, that's the kind of devil we fight. If you're not careful, he will get in your ear and he will convince you God isn't willing. He's able to help you, but now he doesn't care for you enough. And he will try to get you to believe it. Because that's the devil that we serve. He will take everything and fight you with it. He will take life itself and fight you with it. He doesn't really have to do anything directly to us. He can just take life and throw it in our faces and say, and where's your God at now? I thought it was going to be like this. Didn't God promise you that this was going to happen? Didn't you have this promise? Well, look here. And that's what we face daily. He fights dirty. He doesn't fight clean. Number one, you can't see him. So, I mean, if you could see the devil, you know, at least you could go up to him and like bash his nose in, you know. You know, whop him upside the head a few times, but 
he's invisible. So he attacks you indirectly. He's kind of like the schoolyard bully that picks on you, but he's not going to pick on you directly, so he's going to send his toady to smack talk you a little bit, you know. I don't like bullies, but I really don't like bullies that send their toadies to do their dirty work. I'm like, if you're going to bully somebody, do it. Don't talk your assistant into it. That's what he does. He'll enlist toadies to come and attack us indirectly. Because that's the devil that we fight. That's what he does. If he can't wear us out directly, he'll, he'll get that co-worker to wear us down. Or he'll get a total stranger to do something. Or he's such a good devil. He will try his best. If he can get a foothold and a wedge in there, he'll try to get the man of God. And think in your mind that the man of God's after you. Because that's the way he operates. So we constantly have to be on guard because at any moment we're facing a devil that doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight direct. And will use whatever we're going through against us. If at all possible. So the Apostle Paul is writing here. To the first century church. He's talking about temptations. We all face temptations. But I'm going to say. I, I believe we could say. Not just there hath no temptation taken you. But there's no trouble. You can go through. Because the next lie the devil wants to tell you is, you're the only one going through X. Whatever your problem is, you're it. Nobody's been tempted with that. Everybody's better than that. Nobody else has had that problem out of their kids. Nobody else has had that issue. You're, you're, all, you're all alone. Don't bother trying to tell anybody else about it either because they're never going to understand because they're going to look at you like a cow looks at a new fence and be like, well, you're having trouble with that. I've never heard of that before. And he will convince us that we're in a box of one. I can tell you the word of God says that's not the case. There has nothing happened to you. Except what just happens to everybody. There's no trial, temptation, trouble can happen to you that hasn't happened to countless other people. And if that's the case, allow me to interject here. If it's common to man, that means there is nothing you can go through that Jesus Christ, when he was on this planet, didn't do. Because whatever you're going through, he did. Because I've been talking about the devil. But we serve a great God who loves us and cares for us enough that he became a man. Not just to die for our sins. 
not just to be our atonement. He lived among us so that he could feel and know exactly what it's like to go through what he had seen his children go through for thousands of years. Imagine, for thousands of years he had seen his creation struggle and not know what it was like. He felt for us. But he's not tempted. He feels for us, but he didn't know what it was really like. So for 33 years, he walked this planet and felt everything we feel. There's nothing you can go through that he can't say, I didn't go through that. He went through it all so that he can understand. Because we serve a God who's on our side. We serve a devil who is against us 100%. He wants nothing more than to see us crushed. That's the only thing he lives for is to see us just demolished. But we serve an all-powerful God who at the same time is on our side and rooting for us. He's a God that when we are tempted, can say, oh yeah, I remember that one. We serve a God that when we feel pain, can say, I've been there. When we suffer loss, he can say, oh yeah, I I, I remember what that feels like. And he's on our side. Couple that with, he says, whatever we go through, there's nothing that we go through that he hasn't provided a way out. It says, he won't suffer us to be tempted above what we're able. Job chapter 1 tells us that any time the devil wants to come against us directly, He has to go to God and ask permission first. He has to go to God and say, can I tempt them with this? And God has the final word. He can say, yeah, that's fair. You can do that. Or he can say, "Uh, no, they, they can't say no to that one. That's off the table. Pick something else. He can't do anything without asking permission first. Because he won't put anything on us we can't handle because he's faithful when we are going through the trial of our life and we feel like everything is just being crushed out of us God is not permitting more than we are able we may feel like we're being crushed to death by it and yet God says I know it's tough, but I stopped the devil from doing his worst. I know this is hard, but I believe you can make it through it. I know you're going to make it. He provides for us a way out. And if nothing else, he will go through it with us. He didn't promise us there would be no trouble. 
He just said, lo, I'm with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you in the sixth trial, and I won't abandon you in the seventh trial. Whatever we go through, he's right there beside us, and he's going with us. And he's able to take us and say, let's go through this together. When we go through hell, we just got to keep going. Don't stop. Because he's right there beside us saying, come on, we can make it through this. He gives us the strength to make it through. All the while the devil is in your ear. The whole time he's just trash talking. God's on the other side saying, hey, you're going to make it. Because he's a faithful, faithful God. We serve a devil who doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight any way but dirty. But we serve a God who knows every trick the devil's done. He already sees it. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. We live in time. This moment's the only moment I can live in. And the devil's kind of bound to that too. The devil can only exist right here. But God is already in our future. Waiting on us. And he sees everything the devil's going to throw at us from now to the end. He already knows it. Because he's already seen it happen. And he says, you know what? I'm waiting on you, devil. When you throw that at them, I'm going to give them this. When you try to use that against them, I'm going to give them this word. When so-and-so says something to them, hey, I've already seen it happen, so I'm already prepared. I'm going to do this for them right before it happens and give them the strength to make it through. When life hands you lemons... God's already made the lemonade. He's just waiting for us to give them up to him. So he can give us what he can. Because if we can hold out to the end, we're victorious. Many years ago, I got in trouble for admitting that there's been a handful of times in my life that I've been reading a novel. And the suspense got too much for me, and so I flipped to the very end, and I read how it ended. Oh, that's how it ends. Okay. And then I was ready. I could read the rest of the book. Oh, I know how that's going to end. I've, I've, I've done it a few times. Confession's good for the soul. I've done it. I'll be honest. There's been a few times. I flipped to the back of the book. And you know how this book ends? We win. And the devil loses. All the dirty tricks he's played, everything he's done to us, at the end, he still loses. And if we'll just hold on to our faith, 
hold on to his promises just a little while longer. The book also says, at the end, we win. If we won't give up, we're going to win. And the devil's going to lose. Because it's written and it's settled. No matter what he tells you now, we can remind him, oh, but devil, I've read the book. You're still going to lose. You can fight me right now if you want to. You're going to lose. The bully gets it in the end. And we're victorious. Because that's the God we serve. Lord, I love you and I'm thankful for your word. And I'm thankful for your promises. And I'm thankful that in the midst of an evil world, in the midst of a difficult world, in a world in which nothing makes sense, I've read the back of the book, and you win, and the devil loses. I pray that we would hold on to your word. I pray we would hold on to your promises. I pray that we would realize that there's nothing happens to us that hasn't happened to countless others before us, and you're going through that struggle with us right now. And if we will go with you, you're going to take us through. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Brother Johnson. Thank you for reminding us of the fact that we will win in the end. I thought as I was reading that scripture when it says, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. Is there anybody that's thankful that when you're going through the trial, you're going through the temptation, and you don't see a way out? That God can make a way out. Doesn't mean that when you're in it, you can see it. It may not even be there. But the Bible says he will make a way out. I'm glad to know that because there have been times in my life where I didn't see a way out. I didn't see how there could be a way out. And that's because there wasn't a way out. But God made a way. He's a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. And a light in the darkness. Thank you for illuminating that to us tonight, Brother Johnson. I'm thankful for the Word of God. I'm thankful for your presence here in His. God bless you. Have a great Wednesday night. And we will see you soon. Don't forget all of the announcements. Get involved in being a part of this great church. You'll be blessed by it. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.